0: All right, Leviticus chapter ten, verses one through thirteen. Leviticus Leviticus ten, one through thirteen. Says "And, and Nadab. And Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer and put fire therein, and put incense thereon, and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not, and there went out fire from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. Then Moses said unto Aaron, "This is it that the Lord spake, saying, "I will be sanctified in them that come nigh me, and before all the people I will be glorified." And Aaron held his peace and Moses Called Mishael and Elzaphan, the sons of Uziel, the uncle of Aaron, and said unto them, Come near, carry your brethren from before the sanctuary out of the camp. So they went near and carried them in their coats out of the camp, as Moses had said. And Moses said unto Aaron, and unto Eleazar, and unto Ithmar, his sons, Uncover not your heads, neither rend your clothes, lest you die, unless wrath come upon all the people. But let your brethren, the whole house of Israel, bewail the, the burning which the Lord hath kindled. <clears throat> and ye shall not go out from the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, lest ye die, for the anointing oil of the Lord is upon you. And they did according to the word of Moses. And the Lord spake unto Aaron, saying, Do not drink wine, nor strong drink thou, nor thy sons with thee, when ye go into the tabernacle of the congregation, lest ye die. shall be a statute forever throughout your generations. And that you may put difference between holy and unholy, and between unclean and clean. And that you may teach the children of Israel all the statutes which the Lord has spoken to them by the hand of Moses. And Moses spake unto Aaron, unto Eleazar, and unto Ithamar, his sons that were left, take the meat offering that remaineth of the offerings of the Lord made by fire, and eat it without leaven beside the altar, for it is most holy. You shall eat it in the holy place because it is thy due and thy sons due of the sacrifices the Lord made by fire. So I am commanded. Let's pray again. Lord, I, I do pray you would uh, give strength and that you would bless your word for your glory. Thank you again for your son. In his name we pray. Amen. So I, seems to me that he's telling them, look, sons, don't drink wine or strong drink, nor thy sons. When you go into the tabernacle of the congregation, I think it's so that you can put a difference between holy and unholy. You want to be in your right mind. Don't get fire from somewhere else. You have to get it from the brazen altar. Make sure you are cognizant of where the brazen altar is. That isn't really my point, though, in this message. God did illustrate holiness and unholiness in a very graphic way. God has commanded things to be done in a certain way, and when Nadab and Abihu took fire that was not from the brazen altar as was commanded, they were killed. Aaron and his sons would have special rules for them as well. They had certain rules, like they could not drink the wine nor the strong drink. You know, salvation, worship, and eternity is finally understood when we realize that what matters is God's choices, not ours. He chooses how to be worshipped. He chooses who serves Him. He chooses who will spend eternity with Him. Nadab and Abihu chose their own fire and ignored God's choice. Maybe they thought, well, fire is fire. Or maybe maybe he's speaking to a specific event there. Maybe they were a little tipsy. I don't know. Maybe they said, fire is fire. Why do we have to take fire from the altar? God said to get it from the brazen altar, but we have the fire right here that's handy. Let's just use it. Fire's fire. Aaron lost his two oldest sons to this ignorance and rebellion against God's choices. And now the Lord is telling Aaron to make sure they do things his way. Be respectful. You know, even in the New Testament, we find some similar things about offerings. Ananias and Sapphira brought an offering that wasn't accepted. The Corinthians were being disrespectful in their worship service, actually in the Lord's Supper. Whether it was Ananias and Sapphira or the Corinthians, the mistake they made was to worship according to their own choosing. God does not accept lying, and Ananias and Sapphira found out the hard way, just like Nadab and Abihu found out some things the hard way. So God has ways we are to conduct ourselves in worship. Nadab and Abihu wanted to amend God's rules concerning worship, and uh, since Sapphira wanted to pretend to be worshiping through giving more than they actually were. And the Corinthians had a disrespectful attitude in worship. So there are rules for these special times, be special things. Not just the way of worship is God's choice, but also the vessels, the ones He's chosen. To partake. I believe that partaking of the Lord's Supper is a time of worship. It's for believers only. Those vessels that He's chosen. The sons of Aaron were chosen to be priests, and in the New Covenant we read in 1 Peter 2 5 that we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that we should show forth the praises of Him who hath called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. It's about God's chosen people doing God things God's chosen way. So go back to Leviticus 10:10. 10, 10, and that you may put difference between holy and unholy, and between unclean and clean. That you may put a difference between those things. The sons of Aaron chose not to use the brazen altar, not to use God's chosen vessel for the fire. There's a reason that unbelievers or believers defiled with unconfessed sin cannot take, partake of the Lord's Supper. God is very picky about this special time. It's a time of reverence. We're remembering our Lord's death. We're to be very respectful of that. Having unconfessed sin... Not knowing the Lord, I would tell you don't take don't partake. Nothing's changed as far as God's choices. He chooses his vessels and what is to be in them. Paul points us to the New Testament fulfillment of the holy worship in the Old Testament in second timothy two second timothy two nineteen through twenty two says Nevertheless the foundation of God standeth sure having this seal the Lord knoweth them that are his and let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity but in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver but also of wood and of earth and some to honor and some to dishonor so some to honor some to dishonor some vessels to honor some to dishonor remember what he said in Leviticus 10:10 and that ye may put difference between holy and unholy and between unclean and clean. Vessels, some to honor, some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. So flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness faith charity peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart so you notice that language that similarity in language there is this concept of clean vessels and unclean vessels that doesn't change because God's choices don't change you know i don't i don't paint the house in my suit and i don't preach in a service in my old dirty clothes covered in paint At least I'm not supposed to work in my nice clothes. (laughs) That sweet little voice. Are you wearing your nice clothes to work in? (laughs) Uh, Oh, no, I was headed back to change those. Um, But those nice clothes are not to be defiled and I'm not to wear dirty clothes to special occasions. There's common clothes and there's special clothes. It isn't just clothes. We must learn discernment. We must learn discernment between that which is set apart as special in other areas as well. There's that one... Now, that one fancy towel that's hanging in the bathroom... Is that for common, everyday use? No. Okay, right? It's set apart. It's not to be just used for common, everyday use, right? Did you know that there are special scissors used only for cloth, and they are not common scissors to be cutting paper and stuff? Amen. Did you know that? There are certain scissors that are set apart, okay, for a certain job. Don't cut electrical wires, nothing like that. I think that for Christmas and Thanksgiving, we use the special plates. But the rest of the year, we use the common plates, right? Right? I think that women have a much more developed sense of the difference between common things and the special things that have rules as far as domestic usage. <laughs> I think they're, they're more developed in that uh, understanding of what's common and what's not. But even though we don't, men, don't have as, as keen of a development, uh, understanding the difference between common and special. Uh, It's still there. Just like we can use something special that has rules like a towel in a wrong way we also don't hang the old common towel up for display. We don't use defined china all year as common plates and we also don't set out the paper plates for important occasions. Nadab and Abihu used regular fire instead of the special fire from the basin altar. I will say that they experienced a wrath that's a little greater than using the special towel in the bathroom. Just as you can't use the respected things in a common way, you can't place the common things in the high respected place either. We don't have a china cabinet with Dixie cups in it, okay? Right? I guess maybe we could, but it it would be odd. We don't display those. We don't use gym towels for decoration. There's a difference between the common things and the special things. And that's the idea in verse 10. And that you may put difference between holy and unholy. Holy in its most basic meaning means set apart. Like you would set apart the special china or the special towel. So holy means set apart for special usage. And unholy means common. It's common. The Apostle Paul, being familiar with this idea of special utensils that were used in the temple and common utensils that were not to be used in the temple, used to picture... To teach a lesson. Temple vessels should not be used for everyday common uses. So we go back to 2 Timothy. Keep in mind that they didn't have indoor plumbing, they had vessels for that. You wouldn't use those vessels for cooking, and you wouldn't use them in the temple. But you also wouldn't use a special temple vessel for a porta potty either. Second Timothy two nineteen through twenty one says nevertheless the foundation of God standeth sure having the seal the Lord knoweth them that are His and let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity but in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver but also of wood and of earth and some to honour and some to dishonour maybe we don't have those same vessels that they had back then okay. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. We are set aside for special use. Sin defiles, whether it's bitterness, greed, envy, hate, maliciousness, it defiles. We are not to be used. We are not to be used as vessels to carry sinful, stinking stuff. We are not the common towels. And we aren't to be found on the bathroom floor all watered up. We are not the old plate that you feed the dogs with. We are not the clothes you wear to work on cars. We are not set apart for common use. We are set apart to worship God His way, cleaned, And set apart. So what does sand have to do with this? My title was Common Sand. You know, if you live in Oklahoma, you might hear the phrase cheaper than dirt, right? So dirt is common, right? Dirt's common. A lot of dirt. It's just minerals. But it isn't diamonds or gold. It's just common dirt. It's minerals, but it's not special minerals. But if you're in the lands of the Bible, you have sand, lots of sand, sand everywhere. It's the most common thing there. Well, I guess you'd have air, but um, sand is common. The word translated as unholy, when it says, and you may put difference between holy and unholy the word translated as unholy can also be translated as sand the word for unholy which means common not set apart is the same word for sand the most common substance so they kind of use it as a picturesque word for common everybody would know if you say sand they're talking about common just common There are billions of disposable styrofoam cups made. They are common as sand. But fine china is rare. You know, if we're saved, we are set apart for God's use and not for unholy or common use. We are his precious jewels. Not dirt. We're not common sand. We are set apart as special to God. Precious, as God says through Peter. Set apart to make spiritual sacrifices acceptable. Acceptable. Not accept, unacceptable, as Nadab and Abihu, or Ananias and Sapphira found out, but acceptable sacrifices. Wherefore, laying First Peter two. First Peter chapter two, verses one through six says, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere, sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed even indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious, you also, as living stones, Are built up a spiritual house. A holy priesthood. To offer up spiritual sacrifices. Acceptable to God. By Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture. Behold I lay in Zion. A chief cornerstone. Elect precious. And he that believeth on him. Shall not be confounded. He says. You also. As living stones. Or lively stones. Are built up a spiritual house. A holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. And that's why immediately before that he says, Wherefore, lay aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and, evil, and all evil speakings. You know, there was an uproar lately about a musician from England who has a song called Unholy. I guess he dresses to look like Satan and sings his song called Unholy. Since he is openly gay, I thought the song would be something about that type of unholiness, but it wasn't. From what I could tell by the lyrics, it was about an affair his father had had, or some father had had. I discovered that the lyrics are graphic and not suitable for anyone to read after I had already started reading. It was all in the news. what the dad did is indeed unholy the one he sings about in the song and glorifying the sin in song is unholy he in effect says the dad in the song is common a common vessel used to carry unclean stuff God has a special purpose for us why would we long to be a waste bucket when we are called to be a precious vessel to carry honorable things Praise to Him, love for God, love for one another, patience, kindness, meekness, gentleness. Why would we want to carry in this vessel malice, guile, hypocrisy, envies, and evil speakings? Why would we want to be common as sand when we are called to be jewels? We're called to be a, to a special place and to be clean. You know, if we've read through First and Second Samuel, we have seen much lying, much betrayal. We've been going through the book of First and Second Samuel, Second Samuel now, but all through this, through this, we've seen a lot of heart-wrenching things: lying, betrayal, just terribleness, adultery. But through all of that, we've seen Jonathan, a faithful man, a fit vessel, one of the rare ones. We've seen David's faithfulness and rare holiness. Yes, we saw his uncleanness as well, but he confessed it and was made clean. He confessed it and was made clean. We see his faith. In this place full of common sand, there were some jewels. And we read a lot about that. It's funny. It's it's interesting to me that many times uh, you will hear, especially in the younger generation, they're very concerned with not standing out. They're very concerned with being like everyone else. I want to be like everyone else. Basically, that's the idea. I want to be common sand. (laughs) I want to do all the things they're doing. I don't know. Maybe it's the drama. I don't know. So we saw all through the, as we've been going through and 2 Samuel, all this heartbreak, ugliness, sin. But there were some jewels that shined in there. There were some jewels that shined. That testimony. Even in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul experienced betrayal and sometimes he was left alone, all forsaken him. But there were also the jewels like Timothy and Titus and Luke. While it is true that we are constantly fighting sin, it is also true that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins. The blood of Christ cleanses us when we come to God and confess. You know, it's been said before that the worship service, the communion service, the Lord's Supper, when we have the Lord's Supper, that sometimes it is a scary thing for people. You know, the very thing that we're remembering is what takes the scariness away. We're remembering his spilt blood. We can come to him and we can plead the blood and we can say, Lord, forgive me. Your son died for me. You're forgiven, you're cleaned. The blood of Christ cleanses us when we come to God and confess. We can come boldly to the throne, but only through the blood of Christ. One of the ways that God has told us to worship Him is through the Lord's Supper. It is a special time when we assemble. We are told to assemble, and God means it. We are told to remember the death of Christ, and He means it. We are told to partake of the elements, and He means it. It should not be a time of fear. We simply—I mean—it should be a time of great, re, deep respect. If you want to use fear in that way, but if we've confessed our sins, we come to Him and we we say, "Lord, You love me." No, we should not have that trembling and fear. Say so He wants us to worship Him in that way. I'm been cleansed by the blood. We should simply confess our sins, and He is forgiving. We are remembering that his death atoned for our sins. The main purpose of this meeting, of this assembly that we do, this time that we have, is not to be altered. The main purpose is not about confessing or or concentrating on our sin, worrying about our sin, but about remembering his death. That's what we're remembering. We're remembering his death. We don't want to make it all about us. It's all about Him and His sacrifice for us. If you don't know Christ, then I would give you two warnings. I warn you about not turning to Christ and about not bowing before Him. And I would warn you about not partaking the Lord's Supper if you don't know Him. Only the blood of Christ can cleanse you and make you a vessel to be used by God. We see this in Hebrews chapter 9. Let's start in verse 19. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 19. For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and of goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the testament which God hath enjoined unto you. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without shedding of blood is no remission. It was therefore necessary that the patterns... "...of things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, the temple made with hands, which are the figure of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Nor yet that he should offer himself often, as the high priest entering into the holy place every year with blood of others did." the blood of others. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is pointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment, so Christ was was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them, unto them that look for him, shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. So this is what we're remembering: that the blood of Christ that by the blood of Christ, our sins are cleansed, and we are taken from being the vessels as common, sand, as common as sand, and set apart to good works. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. a time of rejoicing. Yeah, we acknowledge we're sinners. Now, if you're shaking your fist at God, I, I, don't, I don't recommend you, you partake. If you simply love the Lord and you say, Lord, I, I, I am a sinner, and yes, I am dealing with bitterness right now or I'm dealing with whatever right now, but I confess it, and I'm fighting it. He's forgiving and loving and kind. Remember his death because you want to remember his death because it's what paid for those sins.